name is Steve Stevens, the best sports consultant money can buy. I make more money betting sports than anybody in the world. I'm the one that tells you who to bet. I'm not a bookie, I'm the bookie killer. If money talks, then I got a lot to say. I'm on the grind trying to make a hundred thousand dollars a day. The game that I pick, believe me, it's a winner. What I know could get you rich, cause all I pick is winners. Welcome to Las Vegas. Money talks, money talks. Welcome to Las Vegas. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the VIP Sports Podcast. I'm Steve Stevens, a.k.a. The Bookie Killer, sitting here with my partner, The Big Skipper, a.k.a. The Chiropractor, Mr. Straighten Everybody Out. What's going on, Skip? Not much, man. Just getting ready to kick some ass. It's week three already in college football. Second week in the NFL season is here. I mean, uh, it goes fast, Steve. There's only 14 weeks of college football. We're already in week three. I'll be the first to agree with that, brother. This goes fast, ladies and gentlemen. If you're not taking part in this, if you're on the sidelines, you're not making money, get into the game, like Skip said, it goes quick. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, podcast number 90. Wow. Podcast number 90. We'll be at 100 here real soon, Skipper. Mm -hmm. uh, does 90 bring a uh, number in, in your mind? Our good friend, Nadama Kong Su. Is that, is that how you say his name? The Donga Kong, the Donga, the Donkey Kong. <laughs> I just call him King Kong fucking Sue because he's a call beast. Him, I just call him Mr. Sue. He's a friend of the podcast. Yes, friend he is. of VIP Sports out here. Uh, supports everything about what we do. Uh, that's pretty much the only 90 I could think of that would be worth. Julius uh, Peppers. Julius Peppers. Julius Peppers. Another great defensive lineman. Now, Julius Peppers was in what? Like uh, early 90s, late 80s? Julius or was Peppers, he like oh, in yeah. mid 90s or what? No, he's he still. He played all the way to 2000? Or? He's floating around. He's still uh, out there? Julius Peppers... Uh, when did he graduate college? I don't know. I know he was a Tar Heel. He played for North Carolina. I know I, Because I could have swore he's like 40-something years old. Julius he? Peppers, he played for uh, the North Carolina Tar Heels. He was drafted by the Carolina Panthers. Uh -huh. That's where he got his start. Played for the Bears in uh, Green Bay. Julius Peppers, man, he's out there. Get your fucking paper. Anyway, we got a great show for you today. Action-packed. We're going to do a recap of uh, NFL week number two. Uh, as you've seen with the Patriots, uh, no Brady, no Gronk, mm -hmm. no problem to get the win. No Brady, no Gronk, no problem. <laughs> exactly. That's Bill, the that just shows you Bilicek is an absolute beast. Yeah, the guy's definitely focused about getting his team. We'll get into that and a bunch more with football. Oh, one thing about Mr. Sue, he wears 93 now that he plays with the Dolphins. So in case there's anybody out there trying to correct us already. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was 90 when he got drafted into the league. Oh, uh, but, yes, he does play for the Miami Dolphins now. And he, yeah. he did sign like 150. You don't know shit, Skip. He's 93 now. Yeah. Well, he's, like, he's 93 <laughs> with the Dolphins. However, he was 90. Uh, you know. Anyway, when, listen. When, I love when he was with the Lions, he was... Uh, Definitely number 90. Beautiful. He got he got uh, picked up by Miami, and he's 93 now. Uh, and if you remember correctly, we saw him at the gym when he was out here back in uh, last March, right? Oh, yeah. When he's he, watching uh, Champ train. Uh, we had a couple pictures taken with him. We well, met he him. Had he is a friend of the podcast. It was a legendary uh, camp, man. That was Floyd Mayweather's last training camp yeah. of all time to recap a sensational, undefeated Fucking campaign, li yeah. Lifetime, fucking beautiful, fucking career. This just, just so happens, two days after he was here saying hello to us, uh, he did sign that huge contract with the Miami Dolphins. And yes, he does wear the number ninety-three now. And yes, we so told you. And yes, we told yeah. you two days. He's about to go fucking berserk with the contract. Yeah. So, uh, also, so anyway, just wanted to clarify that. 
before we started getting bombarded with the fact that he's wearing 93 down in Miami now. Which, guys, if that's what you're looking for on our show, you're <laughs> looking at the wrong thing. You better learn how to be a better sports better, learn how to focus on the legalization of sports betting, and learn the terms of making fucking money. Yeah, don't the only thing you should be listening to this show for is how to be a better sports better, uh, better entertainment, make you laugh, and to make you some fucking money. That's right. Don't try to critique us, because I got two things you can critique. Yeah. Contrique? Two. I got two things you can Katrique. Uh Hurricane Katrina. Um, two other things you can Katrique if you'd like. I was thinking my balls. My left and my right. I know what you That's were what they could get. Uh, and UNLV News, a uh, good friend of mine, the Frank and the Fertitas donate $10 million to UNLV. Uh, that's a big story we're going to get into. I've been telling wow. everybody for since the beginning of our podcast what was happening with Gorman, the Fertitas taking over Gorman. Now they're taking over UNLV. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty soon they'll own the Raiders. We'll get into that because that's some legendary shit we're going to talk about. Major League Baseball, uh, Clayton Kershaw and the Dodgers take two or three from the Yankees. Uh, the Red Hot Yankees got cooled off a little bit by that uh, yes, solid team over there in L.A. Yes, they did. Well, you know, when you got, I mean, when you look at it, even though the Dodgers are hot, you compare the two teams. I mean, come on, L.A. is El Scorcho. We'll get into that. I mean, uh, backtrack and go ahead and tell them how they can get a hold of us, right? Well, like I said, uh, we got a great podcast for you guys, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to go over a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. More importantly, how to make more money betting sports than anybody in the fucking world. That's the important part. Before we get into the show, Skip, why don't you tell these people uh, uh, how to get a hold of us if they want to sign up, if you want to go to our website, uh, uh, pretty much how they can get a free pick. Tell them how they can get a hold of us before we start our show, would you, brother? The easiest way to get a hold of me or to get a hold of Steve, if you're fortunate enough to, uh, is just pick up your phone and give us a call. The phone number here is 877-220-6540. There's a place on there you can put your phone number in. You can get a free pick on our website. If you haven't been to our website, it's VIPSportsLasVegas.com. There's also packages on there uh, for all shapes and all sizes of sports better. Steve, doesn't matter if you're betting $200 a game or you're betting $20,000 a game. We got something that can help you. So basically you're saying whether, you, whether, you sm- whether you're small or whether you ball, you got a package for everybody. That's Ev- correct. Everybody. I'm like, I'm like Santa Claus. I got a package for everyone. Oh, well, that, well no, I was thinking more like the, yeah. the mailman because you fucking deliver. Yes, I do deliver. <laughs> if you're looking for a gift. Carl Malone. You might as well call me Santa Claus because yeah. I got a gift for you. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Absolutely. But anyway, uh, more importantly, guys, follow us on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram at VIP Sports LV. Uh, you can direct message us with questions. We love your comments in there. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, guys, Make sure that you be careful. The trolls are out 110%. Oh, they are. As you know, the termites come out when all the wood houses get built. Football season's here. All these fraudulent people, guys that are pitching in their underwear. Uh, we call them telephone tough guys. Uh, what do we call them? Email wanksters. Well, just like there's when there's construct when there's uh, construction out here in the desert, all all the scorpions come out. Oh, that's a fact. Tarantulas, etc. Yeah, Vinegaroons. All the scorpions. Vinegaroons. Brown recluse is a couple spiders. Oh, out the here, brown right? recluse. I've seen a few of those. Have you well, out there? Yeah. When they do construction, bro, those motherfuckers come around. Be careful, Skip. I don't know if you know anything about those coming from the east. That's the that's the spider out here that will oh, I, well, I, lay you out. Yeah, I've been in Vegas for 18 years. I, I I've, when I first saw them, it freaked me out, freaked my <laughs> wife out. Uh, my son actually. Well, black widows are out here too. My son actually stepped on a scorpion one time in our house, fucking coming down the steps, uh, coming down the steps for school in the morning one day. Uh, still a little dark in the house, you might say. He's coming down the steps barefooted. Bam! Right on a fucking scorpion. He screamed at the top of his lungs. I was in my. I was in the shower getting ready to come to the office, and I'm like, what the fuck was that? My wife's like, oh, right side just stepped on a scorpion. Holy uh, shit. Yeah, we were scared shitless because I didn't know, man. I mean, fuck. 
I mean, I am a Scorpion, by the way. I'm Are a, you? Yeah, You're I, a Scorpio? My birthday. Shout out to all Scorpios out there from VIP Sports yeah, my, and our podcast out here. My birthday's next month, October. I am a Scorpion. Uh, however, that Scorpion sting scared the fuck out of me, scared the fuck out of right side. Uh, yeah, we took him to the emergency room. They gave him a little fucking drugs, and he was all right. His lips were starting to, start to swell up, Steve. Well, you know what? You start. I don't know what who got stung harder, right side by that Scorpion or us on the Giant game the other oh, day. You gotta, <laughs> oh, oh, you got to bring it up. Don't oh, you? my God. While well, you're talking about sting, and I haven't felt oh. a sting like that in my life, oh. up 4-1 going in the ninth inning. Shout out to the bullpen of the Giants sucking a good old-fashioned yeah. cock. Huh? Shut yeah. Shut up. Thanks for costing VIP and our clients uh, touted over about $1.7 million on that yeah. game. Shout Thanks. out to Rod Strickland, the closer for the Giants, if that's what you call yourself. Uh, you should probably close the door on your career because you suck. Uh, thanks for blowing a three-run lead in the fucking ninth inning. You're absolutely horrible. You got fucking swept by the San Diego Padres. Yeah, that's embarrassing. You should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, Bumgarner, shame on you the next day. Bochi, you should put a hot curling iron up his fucking ass. Uh, uh, no, you should put a hot curling iron up your own ass if you fucking couldn't get a win against the fucking Padres. How in the fuck do you lose three games in a row at AT&T Park on your own field to the San Diego Padres? When you're fighting for the postseason. Shame on shame you. Shame on you. Anyway, before we get into our podcast, you I want to give bring it... that up, didn't you? <laughs> what, what stung more, that game or right side scorpion bite? The game. For, well, I, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I was Whew. really, like, when you were telling me the story, right side mm. stepping on that, going to the ER, I really started, my butt cheeks were clenching, and I was thinking about the last time I stung, yeah. and it was just on... Uh, Tuesday night. Yeah. <laughs> Tuesday night, we got stung. Well, it, not only did it stung me, but a lot of people like to hear my stories as well. Yeah. Uh, it brought me into I a, saw what you did. I know where you're going. Well, Skipper, I gave you a call that night. Yes, uh, you. Was a little devastated. Uh, was getting my kids the next day. Uh, realized that uh, went from collecting about 140000 on that game to mm-hmm. realizing I was collecting nothing, mm-hmm. having a couple clients that were going to be a little upset. I mean, they all understood, but a little upset. So, yeah, I took 50000 down on down to the casino. Mm-hmm. See what I could do. Went on down to the Red Rock. Had about 13, 14 uh, Crown and Gingers. Nice. Got me a little pack of Camel Crunches. Started my night off right there. <laughs> had a little secret narcotic something, you know, a little ship. Get, get me going. Get rocking and rolling state. I was, my mental clarity was outrageous. Anyway, uh, to, to tell you guys a long story short, 11 hours later, uh, a mild case of athlete's feet, sweaty palms, and sweaty fucking <laughs> chat lips with a bloody asshole. About 11 hours later, I come home at 7 in the morning. Uh, by the way, uh, the only reason why uh, I showed one picture, that picture happened in the, in the very beginning of mm. the night where I was actually halfway sober. Oh, boy. You know me. Yeah. Uh, in the middle of the night, I'm not taking any pictures, pal. I can okay. barely even talk to you. I was wondering how you got that picture. Yeah. Well, I, no, I, I ba- yeah, because you know, I, I, so I barely got that picture off. But I hit for about 300. You guys will like this story. Uh, hit for about $311,000 in jackpots. Mm. Uh, hit aces with a kicker for fifty thousand. Uh, hit aces with a kicker on the fifty dollar machine later for a hundred thousand. Uh, hit aces uh, on the fifty dollar machine for forty thousand twice with no kicker. Jesus Christ! You know eight hundred coins on the fifty dollar because you know I play fifty and twenty five dollar machine. Then I get a run and go up to the hundred. I was wondering why you didn't call me back. Well, hear me out. Now so, I know. Now so I understand. At, at one, <laughs> now listen. Now I'm hitting the jackpots at different times. And ladies and gentlemen, you got to understand takes a lot of money to make money playing $100 and $50 video poker. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's $500 every time you, you touch the machine. So you hit one jackpot. Uh, while that's froze up, you're playing another machine. You could easily dump <laughs> 10 20000 into the other machine before you even get while paid. While you're just waiting to get paid. While you're getting yeah. paid on the other machine. But at one point of the night, I had 100000 in each pocket. Oh, God. 
So I was actually that's saying the that's the point you should have called me. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, and I had you know I got my dungaree shorts. So I had the pockets on the side. I had a hundred thousand in each oh, shorts. So I said God. I'm done. I'm going home. Just pulled two more hundred out, put it in the machine. Uh, for you know, eleven hours later, chap lips. Uh, I'm fucking blinking like Miss Pac-Man just ate a fucking pellet. I'm bing, 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 oh. bing, bing, bing. <laughs> and of course driving. Mm. Driving the fucking Rolls Royce on the back road mm. right from the Red Rock to the house. Thankful. Very unprofessional. Yeah, very Very not, very, very upset at myself. Yeah, where was, uh, you, where you know, was your driver? I, 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 Shut I, him home early? I got mad. Mm-hmm. I lost the Giants. I snuck out and just did a fucking spontaneous uh. fucking outrageous move. But at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, so after winning three hundred thousand uh, plus dollars, went home with forty grand. Uh, mild case. Well, I mean, you know, not too bad. But when you look back at it, I could have went home with a lot of more. But at the end of the mm-hmm. day, Skip, we've told stories plenty of times. We're gambling to have fun. We gamble to relieve tension, to relieve stress, and give us an excuse to smoke three packs of cigarettes and drink a couple bottles of Crown. Yeah. I mean, that's what I do it for. What do you yeah. do it for? Because I'm not. Same thing. I'm not conversating you know, with the guy know. next to me. Yeah. The hosts are standing behind me. Uh, the ladies wanting to rub my back. And that's the funny thing, bitch. Get the fuck away from me. Yeah. The ladies, listen. At one point, I'm down eighty thousand dollars. I'm drunk as a motherfucker, mad as a motherfucker. Lady comes up. Can I give you a back rub? Yeah. No, what you can do is get the fuck away from me. I don't yeah. want your fucking back rub. It's almost like these little dick hotels giving out hot dogs. I don't want your fucking hot dog. I want your fucking money. Yeah. All right? I don't need a back rub. I don't need a fucking hot dog. All I want to do is break your casino for a couple hundred thousand. Well, when they see you're there firing, they send everybody in the fucking casino over. Everybody yeah. gets their shot at you, in other words. Right. You know, one cocktail waitress comes by, gives you a fucking drink. Oh, listen. Gives, shot. gives you a drink and a shot. You know, uh, you give her $25, she walks away. Let me straighten you out. Before you know it, there's a different cocktail waitress coming over. They're saying, okay, we got a high roller Hear in the me house. Out. Hear me uh, out. You can go over there and get your $50 tip. And then, I, and then they got a different person bringing you a pack of cigarettes. Every, and then they got the masseuse, the massage yeah. for girl. Every jackpot I hit, uh, I tip out thousands. As you know, uh, just like yourself, you know, I'm a real big tipper. Mm-hmm. Uh, cocktail waitresses, shout out to Red Rock cocktail waitresses. $100 tips every time. Right. So I mean, there was probably I mean there was probably three girls. You saw at least three different ones that made five yeah. six hundred just for me alone. Right. Because as I'm hitting, I mean I'm giving out thousands of fucking dollars. You hit, you're mm-hmm. pumped up, you play. It's all part of karma. Don't come to Las Vegas and not take care of the fucking people in the hotels. Uh, if you're not from here, learn how to tip. If you are from here, tip. You got to be a gentleman, especially if you have the money. If you have a lot of money, you have no fucking excuse. Uh, for normal people. Do your 15% and do your thing. But to you celebrities, your actors, and shit like that, make sure you tip. Fair enough? Fair enough. Uh, before we get into the podcast, shout out to the military people out there uh, that are listening to us on the Armed Force Radio Network. Shout out to the Armed Force Radio Network. We love you. Thanks for keeping our country safe. Uh, we salute each and every one of you. Uh, you can check our podcast out at 11.30 a.m. Pacific. And on Mondays, you can check us out at 6 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. Pacific. Mm-hmm. Got a great show for you today, Skip. Let's get right into it. NFL 2 recap. A lot of shit happened this weekend. Uh, I'd have to say uh, week one, sportsbook made a lot of money. Week two, I'd have to say the sportsbooks probably broke even. Maybe the public made a slight edge. 
A lot of favorites covered this uh, week's game. Well, it's funny you bring that up because I was going to go over that with you. Uh, out of the 16 games that were played in week one of the NFL, okay, nine dogs and seven favorites. Okay. Nine dogs, seven favorites. Yeah, but versus the week before, I think only three favorites. Well, in co- that, the first week in college, they got, yeah, the books cleaned up. Mm-hmm. The public, now, your, the stat right, your stat right here, this is NFL, correct? This is week one of the NFL. Because I was yeah. talking about the favorites that covered were in college. Oh, oh. Co- yeah, college totally dominated with a lot of favorites in week two. Which is why the sports and, books got a little their money back. Right, and in week one, uh, wow, a lot of upsets in week one. As, but talk as to we me. Recall. So NFL, because I was going to ask you that next. So week, talk, week one of the week NFL. Week one in NFL. Nine dogs covered and seven favorites covered. So if you bet the whole board, you're... Uh, well, you're, what that means is... The odds makers actually were pretty sharp in week one. They were right on. Yeah, the odds makers' goal is, as we know, as professional sports bettors, uh, and if you don't know out there, the odds makers' goal is to get 50-50 action. So they don't care whether the favorite covers or whether the dog covers. Oh, they want that 10% juice. Yeah, they just want the same amount on every game, and they need to get as close to the number as possible. If they get overweighted with one side, like too many dogs cover or too many favorites cover, they don't want to see that. So out of the 16 games, they're trying to go eight favorites and eight dogs. Well, they did pretty damn well in week one because there was nine dogs that covered Steven and seven favorites. So they almost nailed it exactly 50-50. If you don't know what you're doing, and by the way, shout out to all the guys that make the lines. These guys are fucking geniuses, dude. They're good. It takes a very, yep. very sharp person to get that line right on the money every single the time. The odds makers are definitely and, and sharp. And it takes yeah. a real strong, hustling person to know those guys mm-hmm. and know when their lines are <laughs> off as well. No, you kidding. That's where, that's where we come in. Hello. Oh, shit. That's now, what you got to love. Now, let me finish my comment on that. Uh, out of the nine dogs that covered, seven of them won outright. So I'm going to give you guys a little pointer Money right line bets. Holy, you could have made some money on you the mind, money you line. You mind if I give them a little pointer? Give them a little game, I'm going to just give you a little pointer. So and, if you and, bet the fucking whole board money line, you made money. If you're betting if you're betting NFL, okay, and you're going to take a dog, just go ahead and take the money line. Seven out of nine, seven out of nine dogs that covered won the game outright. So you're going to get way better value. On a betting perspective, you better listen to what he's saying here, guys. You're going to get way better value on the dog money line. If you're thinking about betting an underdog in the NFL, by all means, go ahead and take the points. What about but make pe- sure you got something on the money line because seven out of nine of them just won the game outright. What about the people that don't know what that is? Let's break it down. What Skip's saying is if you feel that the Jets are going to win plus four, He's saying just go out and take the Jets to win because you can get a money line of plus a dollar forty, right. plus a dollar sixty. Some cases you can get plus two forty. So what that means is, rather than get even money on a team you think is going to win, you might as well take a money line to win outright, and on every hundred dollars, making hundred and fifty for every hundred you put up. Yeah. So back it up with the points. Make your bet plus the points. Like for instance, take the Detroit Lions plus the points against the Colts uh, in Week One, if that's what you wanted to do. However, make sure you get a little bit on the money line as well because you're going to get that plus value like we were just trying to explain to you. So anyway, that's a free pointer from Skip here. In the NFL, if you're going to take dogs and you're going to take the points, make sure you get a little bit on the money line too so you get that plus money and get your value in. I like your attitude. That's a very fucking strong statement he just made there, guys. You You better listen and you take advice because, like I said, this is what we do for a living. We wake up, we eat, we sleep. Every fucking thing we do is sports. And believe me, guys, all we want to do is win. Okay? We don't get paid unless you do. And believe me, we're hungry. We stay for Oh, yeah, hungry. we are. You know what I mean? Uh, Jets at Buffalo tonight, Skip. Thursday night, uh, NFL mm-hmm. game. Uh, tonight is a great night of football. You got action-packed college. You got Houston playing tonight. And, guys, I want you to be careful with Houston. This is a team that started out explosive. 
Uh, I want to say that the line differential on this game is off, and I don't want you to say too much about that game, Skip, because I've isolated a play on that game. On a 1-10, to 10, that's an 11. Oh, boy. So we got college today, but more importantly for all those people out there, the Jets and Buffalo. Thursday night game, looks like Rex Ryan's looking to beat up on his old fucking team. What do you think? Well, he, I mean, he's looking to do that. Will he do that or not? Um, you're going to have to give us a call to find that out. Last year, uh, he looked pretty solid. Uh, his first couple weeks uh, didn't impress me. Our first week didn't impress me none. How about you? Uh, Buffalo went into Baltimore week one, got their ass handed to them. They Pounded. Lost, they, lost their ga- they lost the game. Uh, what the hell was the final? 13-7? to seven well, well, I mean, it, uh, it was a close game, but my point is, is like they were literally getting manhandled the whole yeah, fucking yes, game yes. defensively, thrown around. and uh, Rex Ryan did not have them ready. They played a pretty good defense, which is what they're expected to do. They're a defensive team. Uh, they went on the road week one into Baltimore. Memory uh, said last year his goal was to turn the Buffalo Bills into bullies. Yeah. Well, they looked like bitches in week one. Yeah, they lost the game. They didn't look that good. Uh, they looked terrible, actually. And uh, now they're back home. It's week two, and they'll be playing uh, Rex Ryan's former team, as you said. The New York Jets are coming into Buffalo. Uh, the line on this game right now, Steve, is Buffalo minus one. Very tricky game. The line is off. and the Buffalo uh, like, minus one, and yeah. the total on the game is 40 and a half on the over-under, 40 and a half. So there you have it right there. So Skip's advice for the day is if you liked Buffalo, there's no sense of taking the fucking point. Get your, what do you think that would be, minus $1.25? Well, Buffalo's minus one. This ain't exactly the kind of yeah, game. Yeah, but it goes from two to one. It's not the game you're talking it's about. It's not the kind of game you're going to money line because the line is only one. Your advice on money line, you'd have to say four points or more to at least get a minus $1.40, $1.50. Yeah, a field goal or more. Okay. Yeah. Like, for instance, if you like Cincinnati to beat Houston tonight, Cincinnati's plus seven in that game. If you think they'll win as a home dog, then just take the points and put a little bit on the money line if that's what you're thinking and get your value. Right. So, I, like I said, Jets versus Buffalo should be a great game. Uh, East Coast rivalry. Be a lot of East Coast people at that game, Skip. A lot of beer intake. AFC, a lot yeah. of fans yeah. out there pumped the fuck up. AFC East rivalry game for sure. The Jets and the Bills tonight should be a barn burner tonight on CBS. I love it. Like I said, uh, it is what it is. You want to uh, talk about the Houston Cincy game? Well, uh, sure. Why we're at? You I mean, said you didn't really want to talk about it too much because you got a big play on that game. I right? just want to wait till we get into our college segment. I kind of want to stick NFL first. Let's, I want to recap a little it. bit about the NFL, then I want to get into college as well. So that's the game that you got for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Jets at Buffalo. Jets in Buffalo, and you're going to eat Buffalo wings. Make sure you make a little money on the fucking game too. Mm-hmm. Don't let your stomach be the only ones to get full this season. <laughs> Make sure your bank account grows, too, because a lot of people, you out there, whether you have a lot of money, a ton of money, and this is why I had to start breaking out my clothes that I wear, because I started wearing T-shirts, and I found out that a lot of our trust fund guys, a lot of our oil tycoons, a lot of our uh, high-end people uh, weren't calling in anymore, because maybe they didn't see Steve dressed up in his fucking $600 shirts and his thousand dollar Louis Vuittons, but uh, you know, I'm well, like, that was the summertime and it's 115 degrees in Vegas. That you, was my point. You I know, mean, we like to wear I shorts. I was still and, wearing $200 polo shirts, yeah, but you know. Yeah, we like to wear shorts and t-shirts. But right? if I got to stay classy, which I am every day to, you know, uh, keep my reputation as the, the bookie killer, as the most feared sports better in the world, as a multi-millionaire safe, self-made man from sports betting mm-hmm. alone. Right. Uh, because I became a millionaire from sports betting, period. Uh, I had made a couple million dollars in the past telemarketing, but what you're talking about was making $400,000 a year, a couple years. I never had a million or became a millionaire all at one time until sports 20 years ago. And uh, when money talks hit the scene, I don't know who blew up more, the the Hiroshima or my bank account. You know Mm. what I mean? (laughs) 
<laughs> it took you a while to catch on to that or what? I, called, I wasn't sure how I was going to respond to the Hiroshima comment. And moving on to NFL, like I said, I want to do a little NFL preview from last week. As we said before, no Brady, no Gronk, mm-hmm. no problem. Uh, don't get me wrong, it was a close game. Uh, Patriots looked solid as a very rare underdog, uh, 23-21 to 21 over Arizona. Yeah, you don't get to see uh, New England Patriots as an underdog very often. However, when they're going into Arizona, Steve... Uh, supposed to be a very solid team, and it's week- Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, they got a solid program in Arizona, brother. I mean, it's week one, and you've had four and a half, five months to prepare for the game, and you don't have Gronk and you don't have Brady. Yeah, they should have been underdogs. However, uh, Bilicek is an absolute master. He's a fucking genius. He's proved it again, uh, and they came out and won the fucking game. You 20- think he'll ever coach another team? No. No, he's he's. Why late. would you? <laughs> well, just why to would see- you? I just to see if you could do it again. Fuck no. Okay. Me- uh, yes, they got the job done, 23-21 as an underdog. And Belichick uh, proved again that he knows how to get ready for a football game. You can't give Bill Belichick four and a half months to get ready for a game. No, because he's going to beat you. He's going to beat your ass. He's going to. He's going to. He's going to. You know why? Because he's going to do whatever it takes to get the job done. See, that's why I've always wondered why you like him when you know he's a cheater. See, I like. I don't like Belichick. Huh? Oh, you don't. I don't like the Patriots or Belichick. Oh, I'm sure you don't. But you like the money they bring in. I've got to give credit where credit is due. I was incredible. I was. I was incredibly impressed. The man is a mad genius. And uh, you give him four months to get ready for, to play you, and you're going to get fucking beat. That's a fact. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota uh, won in week one. Sam Bradford might get the start this week. Should he? Uh, probably. Yeah. yeah. Minnesota versus Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Good luck in that game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter who's going to start that game. Good luck to you. Yeah, that's, you, you read between the lines, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, like I said, I want to talk a little bit about NFL. I know that the referees are on your mind. Skip, what do you feel about the referees in the NFL oh, this year? You want I mean, because they're already fucking up. It's not just this year. I got a serious problem. Listen, what, one thing that I can't stand about the NFL, and it just drives me absolutely insane, and I'm sure a lot of listeners out there feel the same way, Steve. I know you do. Uh, Delay in the game is what makes me fucking disgusting. I am so fucking tired of, oh, that's a catch. Oh, no, that's not a catch. Oh, uh... That looks like that may be a personal foul. No, we're just kidding. That's not a personal foul. I mean, I am so sick and tired of the reviews. The Is this a catch? Is that a catch? Did he have control? Did he not have control? Listen, control my balls. Yeah. All right? And, and this guy, Mike Pereira, who was the former uh, head of the NFL officials, Mike, the guy they always go to. Oh, he's on the fucking, what do you mean? The guy that, that gives all the answers when he's sitting up in the booth when they're yeah. commentating? Yeah, the ex- yeah. The, he don't know shit. He don't, he's wrong every fucking time. He knows a guy that knows another ref that knows another <laughs> ref who don't know shit. Every time they go to a review, right, they bring him in and they say, well, let's go to Mike. Mike, what do you think? He didn't get it right when he was on the fucking field. <laughs> You're right about that. He couldn't get it right when he was fucking on the field. How's he going to get it right up in the booth? I mean, this guy's an idiot. Sorry to say, Mike Pereira. I mean, you're a jackass. You know what I wish they would bring back? He's supposed to be the former head of officials. Okay, so he looks... It's really not funny. He looks at it in slow motion. This is not funny at all. He looks at the review in slow motion. He gives his opinion. And then they come back out on the fucking field. And and, and they, they, they do something totally different. You know what's one of the best things that was ever part of NFL, Skip? And I know you remember... NFL, you make the call. Mm-hmm. Remember, they bring old clips back from old games, and they'd say, you make the call, yeah, then yeah. they go to commercial break. You didn't like that? Yeah, I mean, it was cool. I mean, but I mean it, it, it keeps it, you interested in the game, don't it? Yeah, but it doesn't have an, an effect on the game like these no, motherfuckers. No, it doesn't have no effect. So I, I didn't mean to go from one thing or another, because you are talking about 
a subject that... I'm talking about shit that sometimes matters on whether we're getting paid or not getting paid. I'm sick and tired of these reviews. The refs are what control the game, guys. And basically, think... they control our money because yeah. we bet millions of dollars on sports. So it's very valid what you're saying. Sorry to cut you off. Talk to me. So you're saying... I'm no... just... I'm just sick. They don't even know what the fucking rules are. I mean, when Mike Pereira, the ex-head of officials, is saying one thing, and this is the rule, well, this is what I think from what I'm looking at, and then, and then they come out on the field and they say something totally different. He's wrong fucking 70% of the time. Or should I say 70% of the time, they don't agree. Whatever he says is not what they actually do when they come back after looking at the review on the field. It's insane. I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for them to say, well, this is what we think, but Obama came out with an executive order, and Obama says, no, it's got to go back this way. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm waiting for Obama's executive order on some of these fucking calls. It's, well, it's unbelievable the shit going on. What do you think they're waiting on in Carolina after losing the Super Bowl and losing your first game right out the fucking gate? What do you think they're waiting for? Uh, what do you mean, what are they waiting for? Well, I mean, you think they're stressed out? You think their head's oh. fucked up? You think, I mean, think about it. You had the best season, mm-hmm. one of the best seasons anybody's ever had. You go to a Super Bowl, you get embarrassed. You talk, you know, you go to camp, realize that we're still the number one team. We had a bad game. As you know, there were so many different turnovers. Uh, come right back and uh, get pounded. Yeah, I mean, all they were doing is crying about the fucking missed call on that helmet-to-helmet thing or whatever. Right. So there was some, well, I, mean, I mean, even Cam Loon said, listen, I don't want to keep dwelling on this. I ain't. I don't want to cry about some missed calls. Absolutely not. We got, we got I re- like his attitude with that. Move on and go win a fucking game. Yeah, we got to refocus, come out and win a fucking game this week. Colts at Denver, uh, minus six uh, this weekend. What are, you, what, are you, what are you thinking about that? Uh, well, you know, uh, tough loss for the Colts at Detroit, brother. Uh, that was your sleeper. Well, listen. I Hold t- on. That was your sleeper, I, Skipper. I, I told everybody Detroit is my sleeper. How do you not watch our program and come out of here with winners every fucking time? You know what? There's like five or six people out there that are very, very sharp with, with knowing what we're saying. If you're listening, man, you're making money. And if you're not, shame on you. And if you're not calling, shame on you. That is a fact. If you think we're giving you a couple of subliminal hints here and there on the podcast and you're making money with What about it? the games we're putting six figures on? Yeah, why don't, you, <laughs> why don't you try calling me and find out where we really got our money? What else you got? What else did you recap NFL? You got I mean, anything all, else to talk about? There's all kinds of things well, we talk can talk to me. about. What do you Car- want to talk about? Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, my Eagles, new quarterback for the Eagles. Uh, yes, I am a Charger fan for those of people that are confused out there. I am a Charger fan. However, I do root from the Eagles for the Eagles being from the neighborhood. Uh, soar, Eagles, soar. Fly, Eagles, fly. A 29 to 10 win. Blowout. And listen, I have to label it. Uh, it is patented. Uh, absolute blowout winner. Carson Wentz took the ball on his first NFL career drive, went right down the field, touchdown. You had to love that, all my Philly brothers. I and did. I loved it. The bottom line is we only played the Cleveland Browns. And, uh, yes, that's what everybody's saying. Well, it was only the Browns. It was Cleveland. Uh, watch out, man. They looked pretty impressive. The Eagles looked pretty good. 4-0 in preseason and uh, come right out with a big win in opening day. Congratulations to those Philadelphia Eagles. And don't believe anything he says when he talks about Philly and betting your money because his heart is in Philly and San Diego. That is a fact because they probably Carson will be lucky to hit 500. Thinking season. of San Diego. Uh, Philly will be lucky to hit 500. Speaking of San Diego, what a fucking meltdown against the Chiefs. What a meltdown. What wow. a fucking joke. Up 24-3 to three in the third quarter in Ar- at Arrowhead. Oh, one of the, my God. One of the hardest places to play in all the country in Kansas City at Arrowhead. Not only do they come back and, uh, and tie the game, but win by a touchdown to give people the push, there's no way anybody should have won that game if you bet Kansas City. No. That was a four-touchdown differential 
that was just absolutely amazing. Yeah. San Diego, listen, you might want to think about just getting ready to uh, just go ahead and fire Mike McCoy right now. I, yeah, I, I mean, would have already fired him. I don't like him, never have. I, and uh, I think I would have got rid of the San Diego Chargers coach. Mike McCoy, you probably would have got fired right after that game. I wouldn't have even left you on the team plane going back to San Diego because that is an absolute fucking meltdown in the opening week on the road against a division fucking team that you got to win that game up 24 to 3 in the third quarter. Shame on you. It was disgusting. It was horrible. And I probably would have just fired your ass right after the game. Well, not to mention that if you're if you're a football fan, San Diego is probably one of the nicest fucking places you can go to watch a game. This guy's not even filling the stands, bro. A lot of these fucking teams are sold out, fucking packed arenas. And, uh, you know, people want to come support them. But when, when they lose and shit like that happens... Flat-out fucking embarrassment. Speaking of another coach they should fire, fucking, uh, what about Fisher for the LA, LA Rams? Here's another team, Steve. The F- LA Rams. I mean, you finally, you know, they made the move. LA got their football team again. Where did, where did this pussy come from, Tennessee or Houston? Tennessee. Jesus fucking, I mean. I mean, Fisher, you should probably, you and McCoy probably should have been fired just right after those games. He's terrible. Just fire him right away. Do you know anything about Fisher's background? Where'd he come from? Uh, He's solid. No, but I'm saying, where'd he come from? That one thing about me, and I've told people there, I I don't have a a degree in sports. I can't tell you who played in 1955. I can't tell you who played 15 years ago. And frankly, don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. has nothing to do with me and my connections with winning games against the spread betting sports. So that, Other than, let's just get that clear. I, I'm not sure where the hell he came from. Did he, he came, coach college football first? or what I was don't, it? No, I don't think so. He was a former player who just uh, was an assistant and got a chance and was a Tennessee coach. Okay, and, well, as an NFL uh, coach, you're fucking terrible. You, I, listen, I don't coach the team better than him yeah. any day of the week. Listen, he has no motivation. I've heard his speeches in the locker room. His lo- no one, he's terrible. He seems to be- You can't motivate your troops if you can't get your guys pumped up. See, here's one thing that people need to understand if you're going to be a leader. Like if you're an owner of a company, you can't come out of your office, give a 30-minute meeting, and tell your salesman that you want them to do something that you can't do yourself. One thing about it is, guys, you have to show people what you expect out of yourself. So what I do as an owner, I get on the phone, I show people, I do what I expect them to do. Because one thing about me is I can show you better than I can tell you. So be a leader, show people what you expect out of them, and maybe they'll give you what you want. Lead by example. Just one-on-one motivation with Steve Stevens, just telling you how to be a better closer. Leave your problems at the door. Go be motivated. Go be excited. Turn in your alter ego and go kick some fucking ass. Motivate, hire, train, motivate it, stay high-powered. Excitement sells, and no matter what business you are. Keep it simple, but be powerful. And make sure you bond with your client. You gotta make them laugh, you, you, you gotta bond with them. Because if you're not bonding, and you're not becoming their friend, they want nothing to do with you, period. Amen. Uh, anyway, moving on. Speaking of head coaches, let me give some props uh, to head coaches. Uh, I want to talk about UNLV real quick, Skip. Okay. Uh, as you know, I've been telling people this uh, since podcast number one. I'm third generation, born and raised in Las Vegas. As you know, the Fertitas have taken over Gorman. And shout out to the Gorman Gales as the number one high school uh, program, football, basketball, in the United States of yeah. America. Yeah. My son will be going there, and this was the, the segment that I can't wait to get to because people that are born and raised here, and when you trip on what I'm about to say right now, it's going to trip you out. So, uh, as you know, uh, the, the number one coach, we went ahead and sent Sanchez over to UNLV, mm-hmm. okay? He got the championship done over there uh, with Gorman. So, his brother is solid as a rock, one of the best coaches uh, around as well. Took over so the high school team. He took over Gorman. Mm-hmm. So the Fertitas, you know, they've already bought Fertitta Field. Mm-hmm. Basically, if you guys don't know, uh, Gorman is the Fertitas. 
They play on Fertitta Field. They donate. They've made that team very, very strong. They own all the Palace Station casinos uh, in Las Vegas, for those of you that don't know. Uh, they're Vegas boys. Their dad, Frank Fatita, started as a valet parker uh, at the Bingo Palace, which was the Palace Station, mm -hmm. when the mob boss actually flicked him the keys to the place because he was under investigation, had him put in his name, and that's how he became in the casino business. Is that unreal? God bless America, and God bless Las Vegas. And God bless Fertitas, because if you're from Las Vegas and you don't support the Fertitas, shame on you, because let me finish what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So they've taken over Gorman, got that program 100%. But what everybody was tired of is molding our kids getting them to go to Gorman, and then having to send them to UCLA, Florida, USC. Notre Dame, yeah. USC, Miami, mm -hmm. having your kids go on the road. So the Fertitas were like, so what's our next move? UNLV. So what they did was they sent Sanchez two years ago over to UNLV, and what did we find out yesterday? All of a sudden, the Fertitas donate $10 million to the UNLV program. To build a new foot indoor football practice facility. Yeah, and just to let you guys... $10 million. Yeah, so... Um, Must be nice just to be able to donate $10 million. Well, when you sell uh, UFC and you and your brother yeah. make $1.2 billion yeah. each... Oh, oh, they got it. Yeah. No, $1.2 billion each. Yeah, they got it. Not to mention, before that, Lorenzo blew up this company... Uh, called Las Vegas Reservations, mm -hmm. uh, Tim Poster. They even right. had a show, Tim and Tom. They bought the Golden Nugget. Very familiar Fertitas with the were, uh, he was a, uh, he did that whole deal. Mm -hmm. He took Las Vegas Reservations, sold it to Expedia for a hundred and something million. Oh, this guy knows how to turn money into a lot knows fucking how, more. Knows how to flip that money. Let me finish what I'm saying for you Vegas people. What that means for UNLV is that Fertitas are taking over, Fertitas are getting involved, and that means our football program will be amazing within five years but I'm not done. So I've already told you guys that they were taking UNLV over when we sent Sanchez there two years ago. So what are we doing now? We got Gorman on lock. Now after a, a world-class player goes to Gorman, they can go right to UNLV mm -hmm. where we can get our program together. Now our basketball is in a lot of trouble still, mm -hmm. but with a little help from the Fertitas. See, because when you're talking about basketball, you're talking about the, the president of the school. Skip. It's not just a matter of a good coach and, uh, you know, there's rules and regulations you got to follow and it, you have the athletic director and the athletic program. And our athletic program literally fucked up UNLV. People in charge of the UNLV basketball athletic department are fucking terrible. So we got to get them out of there as well. But Fertitta's taking over UNLV is step two. Now, you guys ready to hear what step three is? Why they sold UFC to get $1.4 billion apiece is because they're about to buy the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, boy. So for, could you imagine to all my people out there that are from Vegas or guys like myself that are born and raised, could you imagine if we're blessed enough to see one of our kids go to Gorman, to UNLV, and, to the, and to the Las Vegas Raiders? Wow. I never thought in a million years, and nobody ever in a million years thought that they would ever see that living or being born and raised in Las Vegas, Nevada. That our kids are actually going to have a chance to go to the number one high school, go to uh, a badass fucking college, UNLV, with the badass program, and then go right to the Las Vegas Raiders. That would be crazy. And, that's going, and, that, and that, could be high, that could be highly possible here I'm just, in the future. For a born and raised, I yeah. can't listen. I will drop a tear when I see the first kid that is born and raised in Vegas, got to go to Gorman, got to go to UNLV, and make it, that'd be a Las Vegas born and raised person's dream. Yes, it would. And that's going to happen within the next two years. So if your kid is... Well, Nine, you better, ten. You better give it like five or six years. I say two years, it gets done. They'll be playing here in three. 
Well, yeah, okay, to get from high school into college into the pros is going to no, 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 give excuse, it four years. I'm talking about the L.A., uh, Las Vegas oh, Raiders. Oh, the Raiders are coming for sure. That's happening yeah. within two years. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, God bless the Fertitas. Mm-hmm. They actually care about Las Vegas. They're putting Las Vegas on the map. And for you that don't know who they are, recognize that they're the reason that all this shit is making happen. They're the reason that the Vegas team is coming here. They've been fucking talking to Al Davis and them, getting them to come here to sell them the fucking team for a long fucking time. They're the Donald Trump of Las Vegas. Make, that is fact. Make Las Vegas first. So you you, you come to Las Vegas, you best believe that Fertitta's got much love uh, in the community, and they're born and raised out here too, at least Lorenzo and Frank are. Round of applause for the Fertitta's. And will you start letting us bet more money in your casino so maybe we can come in there and take some of your motherfucking money? Yeah. As you know, the stations have limits. They only let oh you bet my. a couple grand a game. Some of the smallest limits in town. So, I mean, I don't know what's smaller, a mouse's pussy or the station's limits on oh betting my sports. God. I went in there the other day. They would only let me get get off $2,000 on the game. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Oh, my like God. You, I mean, you guys own like 15 fucking casinos. You're worth billions of fucking dollars. You're telling me you got a $2,000 limit on a fucking game in your sports book? But, yeah, but listen, on the bottom of my heart, from a guy born and raised in Las Vegas, thanks for taking care of Gorman. Thanks for taking over UNLV. And I can't wait to see you guys get the Las Vegas Raiders. And once we get the Las Vegas Raiders, within three years, we'll have a professional baseball team. And when four years, we'll have every sport, and Las Vegas will be berserk. Skip, me and you talked about this off air. People always ask, how will Las Vegas embrace the, the, the Las Vegas Raiders? I can already tell you that they're acting like it's their team. Mm-hmm. If you know, we did a couple appearances in the sports books over the last week. You were on the opposite side of town from me. The fucking sports books out here are roaring for the Raiders now. So I mean, they are going to support them. They're going to fill that fucking stadium up, and Las Vegas will be one of the strongest teams in the game. Remember, I said that. Moving on. Anything else you want to talk about besides before we get into uh, finishing on baseball? Whatever you want to talk about, I'll talk about, Steve Stevens. Well, before I got into uh, getting all excited about the head coach, we were you saying You got all that, excited about the Fertitta family, the yeah, Raiders. Yeah, we were saying that, uh, you know, the Dodgers took down uh, mm-hmm. uh, the Yankees. Uh, what else you want to talk about, Skipper? Baseball's your segment. Anything that excited you? As you know, the clubs are looking to clinch. And like I said, I've been clinching my balls all year making money on the Cubs. Mm. Uh, when they're minus two dollars, two fifty, you don't take them. Those are the games they lose. When you see the Cubs at a dollar thirty, that dollar twenty, and you're not betting them every time, you got to be the dumbest motherfucker in the world. The so. only thing I want to say about baseball right now is that the the, the pennant races are starting to heat up. Uh, there's teams competing for the wild card uh, for the postseason. Uh, I already said shame on the San Francisco Giants. Uh, you're in a postseason race. You get swept at home by the Padres. Even Bumgarner got beat yesterday afternoon at home. Shame on you. Shame on you, uh, Bochi and the, and the Giants. If the season ended right now, Steve, it would look the postseason would look something like this. The Red Sox would be playing Cleveland, okay? Uh, the wild card game would be Toronto and Baltimore. Whoever won that game out of the Blue Jays and the Orioles would have to go play the Texas Rangers, who have the number one seed in the American League. If it were to finish right now, uh, the Rangers would be sitting there with the number one seed. They would play the winner of Toronto and Baltimore, the wild card game. And then Boston and Cleveland would have to pay each other in round one. And you know what? That's how the American League would would. would I, I understand. And round one, that's a fucking, that's a dogfight fucking battle. I like oh, both those teams. Fuck, you're looking at... I like both those teams to advance, just you're, so you know. Well, you're looking at some... Sur- I like one of those teams to advance further than game two. Well... Uh, I like Cleveland and I like Boston. I think Boston can make it a long way if they get their shit together right now. Yeah, they can. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I'll tell you, listen, as far as the wild card goes, Toronto and Baltimore don't have it sewed up. I mean, right now, Detroit's only... A game back. 
The hottest team in baseball right now, Steve, won eight straight games, Seattle Mariners. God, they are on fire, and they're beating people's ass, too. They they're not just winning by a couple runs. Their offense is hot as a pistol, hot as fish grease, they just swept. hot as Kim Kardashian's butthole coming out of hot <laughs> yoga. And that's pretty fucking hot. Oh, dude, coming out of a fucking uh, steaming yoga oh, room? Does that bitch even do yoga? Uh, yeah, she does. Uh, well, you know what? I think it yoga, might be... Yoga, you got to, like, pick yourself up on your hands and spin around and shit. She's a little big for yoga, no? Well, how about uh, hotter than uh, steam room Pilates? <laughs> hot. Hotter than, Bottom line, hot as hell. Hotter than Chloe's asshole coming out of the steam room. Or her breath at four in the morning. Because mm. you know how hot that is coming out of the club with three NBA dicks balls on her oh, breath. I don't want to be anywhere near that breath. Nobody does. You're talking, I don't know whose breath is worth, Godzilla or Chloe K at four in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the American League wild card looks something like this. Right now, if it ended right now, it would be Baltimore and Toronto. Mm -hmm. uh, Detroit's only a game back. Seattle Mariners, hottest team in fucking baseball, have won eight straight. They just swept the L.A. Angels. Uh, in LA, shame on you, Sosha. Now, you how do you feel? Sosha, you should have been fired five years ago. You're a fucking disgrace, too. They're right? on a streak right now. Does, does that mean you're on their dick and you're all pumped up about it? Because uh, I still don't like him and I still wouldn't have been. The Mariners are only a game and a half out of the wild card. But if you, if you missed out on the eight game winning streak, do you jump on their dick? Do you uh, jump on their train right now? No. No. I don't think so. I, you don't. Uh, I, think, I, you I don't. think you could have pounded them the last couple of days when they were playing the, the no hitting. Horrible angels. We picked up three wins out of the eight. You want me to lie to you and uh, say we picked up eight? We picked three out of the eight. The Yankees only two games back, believe it or not. I think the Yankees will do good. The, the Yankees have got their shit together. They're playing well. and uh, they could I, be... They're not going to make it. They're two games out. There's only 17 games left. I don't think they're going to get there. You don't think they can? Nah, you get, well, they can. I mean, it's going to take it's going to take Toronto, Baltimore, and uh, Detroit to really fall in their fucking face. I don't think the Yankees are going to make it. They're not going to make it. I'm going to go as far as say they're not going to make it. You want to talk about the National League real quick and then move on? Yeah, I do. But before we get there, because I know that uh, you're very familiar with uh, Joe West. I mean, obviously, you're a baseball guy. Oh, uh, Joe West tosses Joe Madden. What's that all about? Uh, yeah, I didn't like that either. I, I saw when that went down. Uh, it was kind of Joe West is known. What's your take on it? I don't know. You didn't like it. Yeah, yes, so your first thought I, was. I, you don't throw Joe Madden out of game. The guy's a fucking beast. He wants to come out and bitch a little bit. Uh, the guy was throwing a no-hitter. I mean, isn't that what baseball was built on? His pitcher was throwing a no-hitter. He comes out and pitched a little bit, and uh, Joe West threw him out of the game. Skip, back in the Joe, day, Joe's they used to kick fucking dirt all over these motherfuckers. Yeah, Billy Martin used to go fucking crazy. Throw right? the fucking bases and go berserk. Earl Weaver. Remember Earl Weaver, Baltimore Orioles? He used to go fucking berserk on the umpires. So you feel like you, you, he, he, over, he overstepped yeah, fuck, a little yeah, bit? Yeah, fuck Joe West. I think Joe Madden, you're an absolute fucking beast. Uh, Best manager in baseball by far. Look what he did for the Tampa Bay Rays. Took them to the World Series in 2008 uh, with no payroll, with no players. Uh, took them to the World Series. Of course, got beat by the Phillies. But anyway, who's counting? National League. I want to talk about the, the playoff scenario right now, Stephen. Let's wrap it up. If baseball ended today, the National League playoffs would look like this. There's some good teams that are playing real scary right now, Skip. The Cubs, of course, would have the first seed. Yeah, I love uh, it. said that all year. They would be sitting there waiting. The wild card game would be the Mets and the Giants. The Mets would have to go to San Fran, play the Giants one game in a wild card, and then the winner would have to play the Cubs in the series. I'd rather play the Mets because uh, Giants will sting you like a stingray all fucking day long. I mean, who you want to well, play you first? Well, you, you saw what the Mets did to the Cubs yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah. They, they want a rematch. I'm sure. They want a rematch. Uh, the Dodgers... I'm would, saying if you're in that top spot, you want to play the Mets or Giants? The Cubs probably would want the Mets again, I would say. Yeah, let me knock them out. Yeah, just because of what they did to them last year. Yeah, let me let yeah. me handle them real quick. Little revenge fucking factor there. And I think they will get their revenge. So the And the Dodgers would be playing the Nationals in the first round. 
Uh, what a series that would be, my friend. And that's the team that's so fucking scary. Actually, because- that's gonna, actually that's going to happen because the Cubs have too big of a lead. They're, they sewed up the number one seed. They're, they will play the winner of the wild card game. So you can so almost the Do- guarantee they're playing the Nationals. The Dodgers, are, the Dodgers are playing the Nationals in the first round. Period. That's going to happen. And that's going to be one hell, of a, one hell of a series. And you know why? Because Washington is, they're so solid, but lately they've been unpredictable. Yeah. They can lose when you least expect them to Some, lose. Though. Sometimes their offense just fucking don't, and sometimes they just don't hit the ball. And they lose those $2 games, minus that's, 250. Minus that's going to be a great series, man. Dodgers and Nationals. Watch out for that. That's going to be some good old fucking fashion uh, apple pie and baseball type shit. Yeah, you know and, right? and as far as the wild card goes, Steve, in the National League, not quite as competitive as the American League right now. The American League is still wi- pretty much wide open for, for the uh, wild card. There's five teams that are within two games, as I just went over, uh, from being in the wild card. Only, right. only two of them are going to make it out of those five. Uh, in the National League, comes down to the Mets and the Giants, which are pretty much tied right now for the wild card. And the Cardinals, St. Louis, they're still hanging in there. The St. Louis is beating people at will right this, now. This St. Louis Cardinal team, they just continue to hang in there. They don't go away. They're only half a game out of the wild card right now, half a game. They have a marquee matchup today, to be exact with you, brother. Well, you want to know about that? Give us a call. Yeah, that's a fact. 877-220-6540. We'll talk about this some more if you'd like. Moving on. College football. What everybody loves, everybody's excited for. Uh, people are in school. Uh, people are pumped up. And uh, we've seen some exciting shit. Like we said before, number six Houston uh, plays Cincinnati. Uh, earlier in the podcast, you wanted to go off on that game. Talk to me a little bit. What are you thinking? Oh, the big game tonight, uh, American Athletic Conference. You got the Houston Cougars moving into the Cincinnati Bearcats. Uh, Tommy Tuberville and the Bearcats starting off the season 2-0 after a 7-6 and year last year. Uh, not a great year for Cincinnati last year, 7-6. and But a great start for Houston. Game one fucking set the tone for those guys. They're playing off strictly attitude and adrenaline right now. Houston comes out and beats Oklahoma 33-23. to They haven't... Uh, I don't know, Steve. They haven't won in Cincinnati since 1971. Uh, there's a lot of stats. Oh, my yeah. God. There's a lot of stats out there on this game, people. There's a lot of things going on in this game that I'd love to tell you about. However, yeah, just please hold off. On however, like I said, yeah. I've isolated that game on the board I, I tonight. We have a lot of information on. Yeah. Like I said, for this game to go down uh, would be like moving the pyramids and getting all the fucking King Tut's gold. I don't think it's happening, brother. <laughs> if hurricanes can't knock those motherfucking buildings over, if machinery can't get them, you sure as fucking yeah. Cincinnati beat Purdue last week, thirty-eight to twenty. We all know that. Uh, it's the first. It's the first win for Cincinnati against a current Big Ten team in fifty-nine years, my friend. Fifty-nine. It's the years. first time Cincinnati beat a Big Ten, a current Big Ten team. After beating Purdue last week, first time to beat a Big Ten team in 59 years, brother. I don't think that, I mean, am I sold on them? Absolutely not. I'm glad that they won. Uh, Will they finish strong and pound everybody? Absolutely not. Well, we're going to find out what happens. So uh, there's a lot of things going on in this game. I'll tell you what was impressive. What about Louisville? Louisville scored 62 points against Syracuse. Can they score like that against Florida State? No. Not no, but fuck no. Fuck no. Mm -hmm. And if they do, then wow, they'll blow my mind because Florida State's D's legit, Skip. Think uh, even, yeah. huh? Yeah. Think Ricky Brazil was even telling you that when he came in the yes, building. He, huh? Yes, he was. Speaking of Hall of Fame, well, let's just move into Hall of Fame because one thing, people, you guys always say I motivate you. You're always looking for my motivation tapes 101. As you know, it's football. I've been busy. I'm going to tell you something that motivated me. Allen Iverson got inducted to the Hall of Fame. Did you hear his speech? No, I did not. Buddy, he was all over the place. He thanked fucking many people. Uh, Biggie Smalls, Redman, Tupac, <laughs> a lot of good rappers. Uh, but just stuff that motivated him and inspired him 
to be the best player he could possibly be. He was thanking uh, Philly, your hometown. Thank uh, all you guys. Yeah. Uh, the whole, but my point is, it was a great speech. It was passionate. It was kick-ass. I don't know if anybody knows that, you know, Allen Iverson's completely broke from all, all the money that he made in basketball, that's not all so, the money that's that he made in jewelry. Yeah. But, however, for those people that think he's broke, when you Google his name, it says he's worth $1 million. Let me clarify why he's worth $1 million. Allen Iverson has a lifetime contract with Reebok. He gets a million dollars a year till he dies. Do you know that? No, I didn't, but I do now. So if you run his net worth, he's worth a million dollars. He gets a million dollars a year from Reebok. God bless you, Reebok. And I'm so glad they signed that contract to him because it would be a shame the leader and, and the, the fucking superstar and the inventor of the crossover with everything he did for the league and practice, practice. I mean, you use his practice. shit on a daily basis. <laughs> Allen Iverson was a legend. We, we're talking practice. Legend, great fucking player. He's my age. I grew up motivating from Tupac up, and hey, fucking... Ba- I, I watched this kid grow up, man. He's, he's a basketball he's a player that had headphones all day, and if he was listening to Pac and Biggie and it motivated him to play good, God bless him. But at the end of the day, he thanked a lot of other people. Uh, he was motivation. He was, he was thankful. And just an all-around good dude. I know Iverson. He's been through a lot of trials and tribulations. And uh, Shout out to the Sixers and AI, brother. Listen, I, I, I watched him grow up, Steve, as a Sixer fan. And, uh, yeah, he, he was a great player, man. And uh, moving and on. It's nice to know that even though he blew all his fucking money through his habits or whatever. That he's going to be fine because he's still he, making 20 grand a week. He still gets $20,000 a week for the rest yeah, of his life. Yeah, for those squares out there or my competitors that don't know how to add or, you yeah. know, you make 40 grand a year. $20,000 $20, a week is what, yeah. what, what makes a million a year. Why do you think Skip's always trying to get out of the podcast early? Because he has certain goals that he needs to make his 10, 20,000 a week. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just, I'm just being honest. Yeah. Speaking of Hall of Fame, Donovan McNabb and Heinz Ward among 2017 Hall of Fame nominees. Uh, McNabb, cool, never really impressed me. Uh, thought he was more blown up than he was. Uh, whoever his uh, agent is got him a lot of money. I don't think uh, either one of them need to he, be there. Uh, Heinz Ward, uh, superstar. Uh, I liked him. Yeah, uh, cool. But dude. I mean, for you to say that, having two Philly products right here, how the fuck could you say that? Uh, two Philly boys right here, you say you don't give a fuck or they don't know. Not Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward's a Steeler. Uh, excuse me. Pittsburgh, brother? Yeah, Donovan McNabb. I'm McNab- sorry, I said Philly. PA, sorry. Donovan McNabb, fly, Eagles fly. I get it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of Donovan McNabb. I liked him when he was at Syracuse, so. Okay. Well, what else you think? I mean, anything else you want to talk about as far as uh, college football? Because right now I want to talk to my clients and let them know what the fuck's going on tonight because we got a big game tonight that's absolutely going to be a blowout winner. This game's going to fucking make you whatever you want to make. You can put whatever you want on this game. If you don't give us a call, shame on you. Uh, what else do I want to do? I'm going to go over the little rankings here from the power rankings of uh, the top 10 rankings teams in the NFL, and you tell me if they should be changed. Number one, green. Top 10 ranked teams in the NFL. You mean this year? Yeah. Uh, I can tell you, I have it's a, a little. It's a little early for me to tell, but well, I, so, well, I, I got a general idea. Well, I got a problem with one and two right off the bat. Uh, so I got Green Bay, number one, New England, number two. Mm. Uh, based off past performances, uh, based off everything, I'm putting New England one, Green Bay two. I would probably have to agree with you. Uh-huh. You got Seattle at three. I, I don't know if I'd put Seattle at three. Mm. Pittsburgh at four. Uh, I'd put Carolina at three. I, re- still, re- I, I, I put I, Carolina at three, considering the loss. I still believe Pittsburgh's a fucking overrated fraud, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, they are. Uh, I would have Seattle down at four. Then, uh, let me just read their list. Uh, Arizona's at five. Carolina's at six. Houston's at seven. Denver's at eight. 
Arizona's at nine, Oakland's at 10. Yeah, uh, Denver needs to be higher than eight. Uh, the, the, the books have been disrespecting Denver, and I think Denver's that team. Remember Carolina last year? They disrespected them the whole year mm -hmm. Why we made money. Read between the lines on Denver, guys. Uh, Houston, I don't even think they should be on the top ten list. Do you? Well, where are the Eagles and the Giants, man? Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. I asked you if you agree <laughs> with this, and the answer is... I think you got to put the Giants in the top ten team. I, I, know, I know... You took the words right out of my mouth. You might not, believe, you might not follow me on that, but I, I, I mean, me, you and I have talked privately. About I don't follow it. I'm putting Giants there yeah. over Oakland. I'm putting the Absolutely. Giants there over fucking Houston. And I, I got, uh, I'm putting the Giants there over Pittsburgh. I got Giants somewhere. I got three teams. I got Giants probably somewhere around the seventh or eighth best team in the league, somewhere in that neighborhood. But we agree Green Bay uh, should be number two, New England number one, with I Carolina coming in at three or four right along there with Seattle. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm with you on that, yeah.